Robson Civil. With over 60 years of leading civil constructions experience, visit robsoncivilprojects.com.au. BJ Howes Metal Land. The coast's tradies' choice for tools, steel, gas. Visit bjhowes.com.au. Welcome to Saturdays on the Coast. Yeah, good morning. We're live from Central Coast Stadium and the Rugby Grand Finals being played here later on today. In fact, the first game at 10.30, that is President's Cup. Uh, later on today is the big one. It's Terrigal up against the Razorbacks. Looking forward to that. Both teams have enjoyed some success recently, particularly the Terrigal Trojans. But first, uh, let's rise, Buttes. I mean, there needs to be a standing ovation for your old club. Parramatta. They're in the GF, mate. Through to its first grand final since 2009. How are you feeling? Did you shed some tears last night? 24-20. Somehow, I can't believe, if you look at the stats, they've overcome the North Queensland Cowboys 24-20. They lost every stat in that game. Line breaks, tackles, metres gained, etc., etc. Every stat, they were going through it last night on Channel 9, and I was blown away. What it, what it says to me is that this is a team that has a lot of character, has a lot of belief, and they've got this mentality about them. And Steve, I've got to tell you, I remember staying at the, saying at the start of the final series, Parramatta only had to win three games in a row throughout this final series. Right, That first game, week one of the final series against Panthers, didn't make any difference. And what I'll say is this, if they had a one against the Panthers at week one, it means they're going into the grand final more than likely against the Panthers with a 3-0 record against them, right? I don't think you can beat the Panthers four times in a row in a season. They now go into this uh, grand final, and look, I'm just assuming Penrith are going to be there. Um, you know, and we'll talk about you know the, the upcoming game. But the performance last night was outstanding, and I, I think they can go into this game with a lot of confidence knowing that if they do take on the Panthers, they've beaten them twice this year, right? So that gives them a, a, a lot of confidence for mine. Uh, the way they played last night, the, the the fortitude they showed, the resilience, they're behind by eight points with 20 minutes to go. All right? They get themselves in front, then they are hanging on for the last 10 minutes. And, and it was a gutsy performance. Kyle Felt in the corner just puts his foot on the, uh, the sideline there. Um, but they just had to dig deep, and they'd done that and, and did it well. Like, it was just a mighty, mighty effort. Yeah, that was the tackle from Mike Acebo. Yeah. Uh, you know, Brad Arthur, he seems to be under enormous pressure from the Sydney media week after week, and now look what he's done. I tell you, this is the mark of a great coach. If you look at that Parramatta team, there are so many players in career best form. One of them is a giant on the left edge, sure Sean is. Lane. Sean Lane, wow. what a You know, what about that pass that he did to... Sivo uh, in the last, you know, whatever it was, with 12 minutes to go. That basically seals the game for Parramatta. And, you know, it was a no-look pass. I don't know whether it was a Hail Mary or whatever it was. But, my goodness, he has been an outstanding former and probably is knocking on the on the door of, you know, Australian selection for the World Cup. I know we've had a lot of players withdraw or make themselves unavailable for the Australian team. But, you know, his form, um, you know, sees him knocking on the door. I'm not here to say that he'll make the squad, but... He's certainly in contention. There's no doubt about it. But, you know, what a performance last night for, from Sean Lane. I think there were some, some outstanding performances across the board from the Paramount side. But for me, it was just one of those team performances that, 
Each and every player did their job. Yeah, give us your thoughts on the first try of the night. So Penasini scores, but is the pass, in your opinion, uh, I'll give my opinion, I, I think the pass was forward. Oh, I have no doubt it's forward. Like, you know, I'm, I'm not stupid enough to, or bias, <laughs> that bias to go, that wasn't forward, that was forward. Uh, and there's no doubt about it. Well, what about tries from Regan Campbell-Gillard? He scores a double. Uh, first one comes off a, a sensational pass. Yeah, Terry, uh, what's he, Madison. Going to the line, he had big Paulo outside him. Uh, and it was a face ball. And Chad Townsend got tempted uh, and got sucked into to Paulo. Uh, and it was just a simple run through for uh, Regan Campbell. Similarly with his second try. Oh. Reed Marnie gets out from dummy half. Jordan McLean, I said, you know, he was, and you said, Steve, that he was a little bit hesitant, unsure as to where he had to go. He had eyes on uh, Reed Marnie. And because Regan Campbell's hitting that gap hard, yeah. it, he didn't have the time to adjust. Yeah, so he can't get a shot on. And you're right, though, because he thinks... Marnie can go. Show and go. Correct. He's good. You know, Marnie's got the ball in two hands. He's just, he's taken a couple of steps, which is just enough. And all he had to do was turn Jordan McLean, turn his shoulders in, which is exactly what he did. Once he did that, the pass, bang, Regan Campbell's just going to go through. Tamalolo tries to come in uh, and stop him. But a big man like that, he had a massive game, Regan Campbell, last night. Hey, Butes, we'll roll some highlights in a moment. Oh, but yeah. can you, I know Greg Allen. Greg Alexander spoke about it on Fox Sports last night about the pass from Valentine Holmes. Oh. Can you uh, can you share your insight with our audience? Oh, you know what I've got to tell you that is as good as it gets. And you know you can uh, if you get the time to actually watch what he was able to do there. This guy, you know, Valentine Holmes went overseas. He you know tried the the NFL thing, and he's come back. He was an amazing athlete before. He's come back an even better athlete, but. He's hit this gap. So when you're hitting that gap, you're basically accepting the fact that that ball's gonna, you're going to catch that ball on your chest and brace yourself for impact, right? So that's it. He's just ready to get smashed by somebody or you go through untouched. That's just the nature of running a line like that. He's had the presence of mind to realize that there's a player outside available and he's got the ball and passed it off his wrong foot, jumped in the air, this is all within fractions of a second to make that decision to do that, to have the awareness, not only the awareness, but then to execute it the way he did. I've got to tell you, it looks effortless, but it is, I'll tell you, that is a lot harder than uh, he made it look. And I've got to tell you, I, I cannot emphasize how skillful that play in itself was. And it put them in the lead, you yeah. know, the, the Cowboys. Um, yeah, the try scored by Murray Talangi. The, yeah, the yeah. initial pass that put Valentine Holmes in space was from Scotty Drinkwater. Central Coast kid, he's had a big season. Like what, what a great year he's had, Scotty Drinkwater, to, um, to play in a preliminary final, to do what he's done up there at the Cowboys. Yeah, outstanding. Butes, I want to talk more about Mitchell Moses, his performance, and what a sacrifice for the team. Uh, he could have flown back because his partners had their first child, a, a baby girl. Phenomenal. Phenomenal. The fact that, you know, they flew up on Thursday, Parramatta. They didn't spend a lot of time up in Townsville. His wife or partner goes into, starts having contractions Thursday night. You can imagine he's on standby. He's got the phone to his ear, you know, wanting to be there for his partner, wanting to be there for his teammates. And, you know, I guess ultimately when you think about it, what choice, again, I don't know whether it was, this was the date whether it was a little bit premature, the baby, right? So it was one of those things where I can't change what I'm doing right now. 
I've got to go up there. You know, he, you know, was it 38 weeks? Was it 34 weeks? Was it 35 weeks? Where she's, but ultimately, you know what? He has made the ultimate sacrifice in terms of um, missing out on the birth of his child. But he's got his team to the, to a grand final, which, you know what? You've got to take your head off to the guy because. Yeah, phenomenal. Hey, Absolutely phenomenal. Hey, Butes, we might have uh, someone phone through a Parramatta fan on the open line, 1300 42 15 33. We do this thanks to McDonald Jones Homes. We'll see if Adam can patch through Michael Glassick, a massive, ah, classic. M- massive Parramatta fan, and he put a post up this week that was just hilarious. Put up a photo of the Parramatta Jesus. Oh, yes. And then he had all these wishes that hopefully that Parramatta could follow through with. So he was hoping for divine intervention. Uh, let's see if uh, Michael Glassick is on the line. Good morning, mate. Good morning, Steve. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, we can hear uh-huh. you, mate. And uh, I love the post that you put up this week uh, about the Parramatta Jesus. And, uh, mate, it's happened. Uh, you've prayed to the football gods, and it's come off. Your team through to the grand final. How are you feeling this morning? Oh, a little bit dusty, Steve, to be honest. Uh, that last 10 minutes was pretty much, I uh, couldn't feel my legs. But, um, yeah, it was awesome, awesome display. And uh, God answered my prayers, that's for sure. Mick, I remember Parramatta Jesus when I was playing there at Parramatta. And he was up on the hill all the time. And, you know, he's had his arms spread <laughs> out with his robe on and what have you, his hair flowing. Um, but you're right, mate, divine intervention, it has happened. <laughs> It's been since 2009 since they made the grand final. 1986, yeah. 36 years since they have won the premiership. Where do you think they're at, mate? Obviously, they're a chance. There's no doubt about it. And I think, to be honest with you, I think they're a very, very good chance. Yeah, I think, obviously, that the, the game last night going to North Queensland um, against the odds, really, I'd probably say we were the underdogs going into that one. Um, I think they just they showed that with their backs against the wall, they just showed something last night that was just just tremendous. Great team spirit. They fought for each other. I think they're at a real good age as well. And it, this is sort of Parramatta's moment as well to go and win a comp. Obviously, um, we've said that a few times, um, it, us Parramatta fans, in, in recent history. But uh, obviously, Penrith and South Sydney are probably the two two you would say that are probably the favourites. And the winner of that will go into the grand finals favourites. But don't, don't doubt it's our fields this year, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah. Hey, can I just share part of this with our audience? Uh, Michael Glassick, his post on Facebook, uh, to my long-suffering Eels brothers and sisters, may God help Sean Lane not throw an extremely unnecessary offload. Fair enough, Butes? Well, fair enough, but he did it. He threw it. <laughs> it, it could have been an unnecessary offload last <laughs> night, but it turned out to be a bloody ripper. Yeah, you'll like this. May God allow Wonga Blake to actually successfully <laughs> take a floating Townsend bomb. May God give Sivo superhuman strength as he crashes over for three tries. May God enable Moses to bring us back to the promised land. It goes on, and the last one is, may God help the newly crowned King Gutho lead us away from sin and into eternal light. Lord, hear us. Lord, hear our prayer. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Mick. Hallelujah. My, prayer, Mate, my ha- prayers are answered, Stephen. Just a special mention to Sean Lane. Honestly, if we win the comp, rugby league immortal. <laughs> He's the goat. He's officially the goat. Yeah, and, and Michael, you, you might know, mate, that we see Parramatta up here all the time, and usually we see them at Shelley Beach. Um, have you bumped into them locally? 
Yeah, well, actually, Brad Arthur lives probably a couple of streets away from me in, in Bado Bay, so you see him a fair bit um, during the, especially the summer period. Obviously, during the winter, he's sort of doing a job for Parramatta, but, um, you know, you see Brad and um, his son Jacob a few few times around, and, yeah, obviously, some of the Parramatta boys do some pre-season and different things, so, um, yeah, you see them around a fair bit. Yeah, for our listeners, so you're a star football player or soccer player. Uh, when did you start supporting Parramatta? How old are you, by the way? Because there's a fair chance you've missed seeing Parramatta in any grand final at all. And also, mate, who's who's been your favourite player over the years? <clears throat> yeah, obviously, um, I, think, I think other than yours truly, Michael Butner, um, the, the legend, legendary 5'8 in 2001, um, Probably Nathan Highmarsh is my favourite player. I started following Parramatta when I was about four. Um, my, my uncle brainwashed me into following the Mighty Eels, and uh, that's basically how it started. So um, favourite players was Nathan Highmarsh, obviously, as I just mentioned. Um, watched in heartache as a nine-year-old in the 2009 Grand Final, um, the game that never happened, really, because no-one won the Grand Final that year. Um, so, um, yeah, sort of followed followed that all the way through and now I'm 22 and still haven't seen Parramatta win a premiership so hopefully hopefully next next Sunday uh, all that can can change and uh, yeah hopefully we can get the win so yeah hey thanks for calling through Michael and uh, also you won a, a premiership yourself this year is that correct yeah yeah won a premiership for Sydney Olympics so um, yeah it was a great season from us boys and uh yeah, we, we were uh, close to doing the double. Unfortunately, got beaten in the penalty shootout for the, the uh, championship or the grand final. So, um, yeah, it was, a, it was a, uh, a really good season from us and it was great to get another piece of silverware for Sydney Olympic. Yeah, how awesome is that? They're such yeah. a famous football club. So that is Michael Glassick on the McDonald Jones Homes open line. 1,342, 1,533. If you're a Para fan, come, come out of the woodwork. 100%. There'll be plenty of them. Yeah. We'll yeah. be taking calls all day, to be honest. Uh, absolutely. Uh, we're coming back in a moment with a Parramatta great. Yep, Mick Vellett's going to be on. Uh, former front rower for the Eels, played for Australia and New South Wales. He's going to give us, give us his thoughts on uh, the game from last night. AFL Grand Final Day as well. Oh. So I think we're just over five hours away from the first bounce. So Geelong, the minor premiers, up against the Sydney Swans. Swans legend Troy Luff joining us after 9.30 this morning. This is Saturdays on the Coast on SEN. Robson Civil. With over 60 years of leading civil constructions experience, visit robsoncivilprojects.com.au. BJ Howes Metal Land. The Coast's tradies' choice for tools, steel, gas. Visit BJ Howes. You're listening to Saturdays on the Coast. Yeah, we're live from Central Coast Stadium. The countdown continues to the Central Coast Rugby Grand Finals. Our first game, President's Cup, at 10.30 this morning. Uh, We've seen maybe 60 or 70 people out on the field warming up buttes, including some fantastic uh, field goal attempts. Mate, they were knocking them over from 35, 40 metres out. Unbelievable. Yeah, that was the Lakes, uh, their President's Mm. Cup team at the southern end of the arena. And going to be a fantastic day here. The pitch looks absolutely brilliant. But let's get to our next guest. And we do this all thanks to Robson Civil Projects and also McDonald Jones Homes. Buttes, one of your former teammates. So he played... 159 at the Eels, including the 2001 Grand Final. Then he goes to Hull Kingston Rovers, where he's their player of the year and also captains their footy club. In total, he plays almost 300. That includes representing Australia and also New South Wales in state of origin. 
Mick Vella, good morning, mate. Welcome to Saturdays on the Coast. And I'm rising as one to give you a standing ovation, mate. Welcome to our show. Uh, thanks for having me, boys. No time at all. Mick, what a game last night. The Eels through to their grand final. has been uh, 12, 13 years. 2009 was the last time they went through the grand final. Uh, as an old para boy, how did that make you feel last night, seeing their performance? Yeah, mate, it was great. Um, yeah, I was, I was watching the game with, with the family and, mate, yeah, we're on the edge of our seats. And, um, you know, I was, yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't believe it. Cause I, when I was watching the game, I thought, they're not playing the best. But end of the day, all you got to do is win this time of year. Yeah, hey, Mick, you would have loved the fact that uh, a front row forward has barged over. In fact, front rowers from both teams, but Regan Campbell-Gillard, just sensational, off a couple of amazing offloads as well. Yeah, I think he's been enormous. He's carrying the ball like that well. He carries it that strong. He, he, he runs with purpose. He runs to hurt people, and that's what you want your front rowers. I, I think he's been one of the four front rowers in the competition. Yeah, I agree, mate. I, I think he's you know put himself well and truly... Uh, in the front seat for a spot on this World Cup side. A point to prove as well, Butes, because he was left out of origin. Left out of origin, etc. But you know what? You're right, Mick. He's running with purpose. He's actually pushing through the line. And and you know what? If you're going to put him on his back, defenders have to actually work really hard and be strong uh, with their technique. Um, Again, an outstanding performance last night. You think about uh, the performance and... You know, the stats, all the stats were against the Eels, but their character, the fact that they were behind by, you know, with 20 minutes to go by eight points, they get in front with 10 to go and just hang on. Like, that's got to give them a lot of confidence, Mick, going into the next week's game. 100%. It doesn't have to be pretty. you just got to win. Um, and, you know, they went up there. It was a, it was a tough um, trip going up to North Queensland. I'm assuming they were talking about the weather and all this stuff, and... The boys just dug deep and they got the win, and that's what you want. It was gritty, uh, it wasn't pretty, but yeah, they're in the grand final. Hey, Mick, do you feel now like the monkey could be off their back? Like the prelim is probably the hardest game of the year. Is th- is that right? No, 2001 that was our easier game. We lost the grand final, so I can't say that. Um, that grand final was always a tough day. Um, you know, like anything can happen. Um, yeah, you look at 2001 with the best team all year and Newcastle and Mount, they just jumped us. So, um, you know, Parra can do that to, to Penrith this year. Um, you know, Penrith's been a form team all year and there's no reason why Parra can't come out and win. Yeah, you know what, it's interesting. We, we look at the tonight's game and, and I've got this mentality in my head that, you know, it's South, uh, well, sorry, it's, it's for Penrith to lose tonight more than anything else. I, yeah. I just think they're too mm. good of a side. They've been that strong all year. I just don't think... Uh, South will have enough uh, to be able to get across the line. And, and I could be wrong, and that's okay if I am. But uh, and imagine, imagine if that's the scenario. Western Sydney grand final oh, would just be enormous. How big would it be, Mick, out there, if, you know, Parramatta versus Penrith? Yeah, 100%. Um, yeah, the, the two biggest junior bases in New South Wales, they've got lots of good juniors always coming through. Um, you know, very, two very well-supported clubs. Um, it'd be great, great for Sydney to have you know, an all-Sydney grand final or all-Western Sydney grand final. Mate, he's been criticised a hell of a lot, uh, Brad Arthur, but he's done a great job this year. In fact, he's probably done a, a really good job. I think it's once, maybe once in the last seven or eight years that they haven't made the finals. I don't know what the stats yeah. are, but you know what? It's, it's mind-blowing that he's under pressure. Yeah, correct. And each and every week, each and every month, each and every year, there's, you know, there's discussion around 
will he hold his position? Um, and but, I guess what's happened is... And, and let's not forget, they were phenomenal last year. Yeah. And, and Penrith go on to win. Correct. I mean, eight, that, that was one six of, they lose. One of the best semi-finals I've seen. Well, without question for mine. Yeah, I thought it was the game of the year, actually. That And it was 8-6. Like, it was just... It had everything that you want in a game of rugby league. Um, but Brad Arthur, he's been under a lot of pressure, but, mate, he's stood up and delivered, and I guess he's got one more test, um, and, you know, he's never been there before. He doesn't know what it's about, but, um, you know, I, I think he's got the side that he can actually do it. Yeah, definitely. Mate, he's got a strong side, really good full pack. Um, I think our back three probably didn't carry the ball for as many metres last night as I think a lot of people would have liked. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, if they were back three firing up for us fire carrying that ball early on in those sets, we just march teams down the field. Um, you know, Mitchell Moses, he's, he was off the his kicking game last night, which is usually spot on. Um, but, you know, yeah, have those games sometimes. But I'm confident that we'll, we'll turn up this week and we'll put in our best performance and we'll get the win. Hey, Mick, who are you most pleased for? And are you still heavily associated with the footy club since your playing days? Oh, mate, no, I was... I was for a little while, but I've had to take a step back. My children are getting to the age now where um, their sport's sort of taking over our lives. Um, I'm up the Central Coast now. For my, one of my boys is playing in a, a footy weekend, so I've had to sort of step back from the old boys, which I was um, heavily involved in. Um, so, yeah, which is unfortunate, but I'm still a massive fan of the club. I'm still running around trying to get tickets for the grand final this weekend. So if anybody get me five tickets for me and my family for the weekend, <laughs> I'd really appreciate it. I've sent the email out, mate. I've sent the email out to my contacts. Tell us a bit about your son, <laughs> yeah. mate. Where's he playing at? He's, you're up the Central Coast. What's he playing in the grand final? Kick off at 9.30, is it? No, no, mate. Um, so it's my middle boy. He's, um, there's a, a rep carnival up here. There's North, North, he plays North District. So there's North Sydney, a couple of Central Coast, uh, Newcastle teams, and the Manly team. He's playing um, just 25-minute games at uh, the back end of the year. So, yeah, just up here. Andrew Ryan's up here somewhere with one of his boys that plays up in Newcastle as well, so... I was trying to catch up with him. I hit him up for tickets. He couldn't help me, so I probably done yeah. it today now. <laughs> <laughs> and, mate, your, your, older son, your older son has had a fair bit of success. Uh, tell us a bit about his career. Oh, mate, yes. Yeah, so he's 15. He, um, he's, uh, yeah, mate, he enjoys his footy. He's, he's a, a good year. He um, went away to the um, Australian Championships for school for CHS and had a decent carnival, which was nice to see. He um, really enjoys his footy, and yeah, it's nice to, uh, nice to be a part of. Yeah, good on you, mate. Hey, look, thanks for joining us, mate. I know you got your son's game at 9.30. I promise I'd get you done by then. Uh, we've got to go to the news, but um, we thank you for your time, mate. Really appreciate it, and I will chase up those tickets, mate. Yes, thanks, mate. I've got to be friends with one reason. You've got to get me some tickets. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> Mick Vella joining yeah, us on Saturdays on the Coast on SEN, and great to have him on the show. And uh, Butte's Mick Vella, I remember him as just being a powerhouse in the middle. What was he like as a teammate? Um, you know what? He was one of those guys that you have at your club that galvanises players together. He's you know absolute champion in the dressing room, funny guy, always cracking jokes, always you know doing things that just keeps people laughing and, and whatever else. He he was one of those yeah the champion guy, and he, we actually played junior footy together. We were at the same footy club, Canley Vale Cookers, uh, and he was a skinny winger. Back in the day, um, still had the long emu legs. Um, 
and ran like you wouldn't believe. But, yeah, really good guy to have around the footy club. So I wonder if his boys are involved in it because there's North Sydney trials today. It's one of the reasons why Tony Clark can't join us. Yeah, uh, yeah. Right about now, I think the trials get underway. Uh, by the way, Tony Clark, he was tipping Parramatta last night and he's tipping the Panthers uh, tonight against the South Sydney Rabbitohs, that game being played at a core stadium, which I'll be at tonight. Oh, yeah. 24th prelim in a row. Look and then you've got grand the final GF, week. mate. Wow. How exciting. Yeah, it will be. Uh, it's uh, 29 to 10. We'll take a quick break here for the news. Back to talk about the AFL grand final. The countdown is on. First bounce a little bit later, I think around just over five hours. Let me confirm that, Buttes. Stand by. Four hours, 58 minutes and 25 seconds. And, of course, your favourite artist is oh, pre-match entertainment. Bring it on. Let me entertain you. He will be doing his best. Yeah, back in a moment. This is Saturdays on the Coast on SEN. Robson Civil. With over 60 years of leading civil constructions experience, visit robsoncivilprojects.com.au. BJ Howes Metal Land. The Coast's tradies' choice for tools, steel, gas. Visit bjhowes.com.au. You're listening to Saturdays on the Coast. Yeah, welcome back. We're live at Central Coast Stadium. The countdown is on for the Central Coast Rugby Grand Finals. Our first Grand Final, Buttes, at 10.30, President's Cup. Congratulations to Avoca Beach and also the Lakes. We'll have the Women's Tens later on today. Now, that will be between Avoca Beach and Terrigal. The Premier Two, that's our second game of the day at 12.15, the Lakes against Terrigal. And the main game, of course, Razorbacks up against the Trojans. So both, mm. both of those teams' recent premiers. Yeah, very interesting. I think Terry will go into this with a as favourites um, into the grand final, the big one. But uh, it'll be very interesting to see. I did notice Adam Carlisle down on the field earlier. He's a bit of a gun. Well, actually, he's a, definitely a gun when it comes to um, Oztag. And I'm not sure. I can't see. His, oh, there he is. Yeah, yeah. He's the number 10 for Evoca Beach in the President's Cup. Mate, this guy can set yeah. up tries like you wouldn't believe. Yeah, absolutely. And he's played over 300-odd games. By the way, they had their rewards this week. Sid Noble medalist Adam Dankert from Terrigal, named Player of the Year. So congratulations to him. Coach of the Year, Michael Farrelly from Terrigal. Uh, let's go live now to a Sydney Swans legend. The countdown is on. I mentioned a moment ago, just under five hours away from the first bounce. Geelong, they've won 15 in a row. Sydney Swans have won nine in a row. Yeah. What a game it's going to be. I mean, toss a coin and Sydney's win against Collingwood last week. Buttes, you want to say something? I think Staples might have a little bit of a, a clip for us before we introduce what? our special guest. What, is this of Luffy? Or no, is this is... The Collingwood game last week? No, this is... Staples, play it. <laughs> yeah! Here we go. Hey! Join in, Luffy. From the sky. Let's hope they're playing this later this afternoon. What time? About five o'clock, Steve? Oh, no, four hours, 53 minutes. Yeah, it's a kickoff, but by the, time they, by, by the time they win, let's hope they're playing this song just afterwards. Yeah, first bounce at 2.30. You're right, Buttes. And uh, then I think Robbie Williams will kick on and do another set. Oh, yeah. uh, Luffy, gee, I tell you, it's mouth-watering this matchup. You've got the best team of the year, Geelong. They've won 15 in a row, but Sydney... What a season they've had under John Longmire. How do you see it? 
Oh, they have had a great, <clears throat> great year, the Swans, and they've actually they're the top team when it comes to beating final eight sides. They've beaten all of them. Uh, I think they won seven of their nine games against top eight sides. Mm. They beat Geelong earlier in the year. Um, last week's game, like I know they only won by a point, but they just shut jobs, the Swans. They just defended the last quarter instead of trying to kick goals, and, and that won't be the case today. So, look, it's going to be a great game. And I stupidly sold my tickets to my son and his mate. And <laughs> I just, I, I, you know what? I didn't even I didn't even think about it till Monday. I went. I could have been down there with my son experiencing the grand final again, but also enhancing his experience because you you know being a past player, you get into certain places, you get to see a lot of the old players and um, and go to the Swans after party. So. I'm pretty stupid, but anyway. <laughs> hey, Luffy, did you uh, did you catch any of the grand final parades? Uh, both captains holding the trophy aloft, Joel Selwood and also Luke Parker, and looks like tens of thousands out for the grand final parade, which we haven't seen for the last couple of years. No, we're in Sydney. We get very little telecast of what's happening in Melbourne. If you're in, in Victoria, they have non-stop AFL from last night, and obviously we get nothing here other than grand final day. I did see some photos. I did see the interviews between the uh, the two coaches and captains, which was, was fantastic. And um, it's it's a great concept, I think, doing that down the Yarra. They they used to do it through the main street, end up at Town Hall, uh, where the, the two teams would meet and hold the trophy. And I think doing what they did yesterday, it gives a lot more people a chance as well. So I think that was a great idea. Uh, also, what were your thoughts of the Brownlow Medal Night? So, Paddy Cripps, I mean, it mm. was a fantastic... Went forever. <laughs> I mean, it went for about seven hours. Yeah. But uh, in the end, it was a thrilling finale. And in some ways, a shame it wasn't a three-way tie. But Cripps, young man from WA, from, from a very small town in WA, gets the job done, and he's been a superstar. It was very close. And, I mean... I know that the whole coverage goes for way too long, but the actual vote count goes for less than what it does when they're looking at all the girls in their pretty dresses before the actual event. <laughs> you know, they, they really do ham it up before the, the event, interviewing players and their partners and looking at the, what they're wearing and who they're wearing and who cares mm. is what I think. But anyway, um, the actual night itself was, was great. What I did love was, when Jeremy Cameron got a vote and the camera panned to him and he's standing at the back <laughs> eating watermelon off a fork. I thought that was, that was quite hilarious. Normally it's someone doing something stupid, sculling a beer, but that was actually quite funny. And, but Patrick Cripps, he, he had a fantastic year. And, and I had a look at the, the stats before the final round to see how he went, knowing, knowing he needed to get the three to win. And he actually had 35 disposals in their losing team. So there was a good chance he was going to get the three votes. And when he didn't get the one, I thought, that's it, he's going to win this. And so, yeah, look, he's a sensational player and well-deserved winner. Yeah, yeah. And that game where his team were, were the losing team, that was against Collingwood. That was that epic where if Carlton won... They were through to the finals. Yeah. So, so, yeah, just incredible to watch. Um, Luffy, what are the key matchups this afternoon and why can your old club, Sydney, get it done? And I'm sure you're going to say their pressure around the footy. They are the best pressure team in the comp. Absolutely. And that's what the Swans have done. Now, when Swans lost some of their games this year, they lost against Essendon, they lost against the Gold Coast. They, they went into the game, obviously, expecting to win. They didn't apply the same pressure. And the opposition team just end up getting the ball, kicking the goals, winning the game. And the Swans, the thing with the Swans is they, they're not a skillful enough team to go a shootout, especially with Geelong. Geelong mm. has 
some of the best ball carriers and skilled players in the competition. And that, you know, and that's starting all the way from the back uh, with Tom Stewart, who, you know, he, he's a sensational backman. And, and they may they may put Ryan Clark on him today. He, he did a great job against Dacos uh, last two weeks ago against Collingwood and in the final round of the year. They may sort of do a tag on him. Um, so the Swans, they apply the pressure. And I was actually just looking at some of the stats and the AFL have pressure stats, ranking of pressure stats. And if you have a factor under 180, Geelong have won every game this year. But if you're above 180, they've won five, lost four. Now, the Swans' pressure factor is average of 187 this season. They're number one in the competition. So if they bring that to the game, they, they're an absolute chance to win this. And, and honestly, that's the only way they're going to win it, is to pressure the cat. Yeah, and, you know, their front... The scorers, you know, what do we got? Jeremy Cameron, um, who's the other guy? The Tomahawk, Tommy Hawkins. Tommy Hawkins, Actually, and you got Dangerfield. Like my goodness, they they got so much depth and, and so much skill. Speaking of side. Jeremy Cameron, I, I was glad to see he actually polled well in the Brownlow because there's been a lot of debate. As Luffy would know, that it's just become a midfielder's medal. Um, you know, there was a game this year where, where where Stephen May was sensational on Buddy Franklin, but I don't think you see Stevie May poll too well, but great to see Jeremy Cameron. I think he was the leading vote-getter for Geelong this year. Is that correct? He is. He was. Um, I actually looked up those stats in regard to the last time a non-midfielder won a Brownlow, and it was a long time ago. Now, Tony Lockett's won one, and previously Ruckman have won one, Um, but in the last 20, 30 years, no one other than a midfielder has won one. And, you know, that's, it's hard to believe. Like, there was, if you remember, um, Graham Teasdale was a former Ruckman. Barry Round, former Ruckman. Um, Ruckman, uh, Scott Wine used to play for Footscray, Western Bulldogs. He's won one. But the rest were all, are all midfielders. Until you go back to the 70s and beyond, then there was a bit of a mixed bag. A defender? I can hardly remember a defender ever winning a brown line medal. You know, hey, lucky. Is, it's hard to, hard to believe. Are you able to stay with us for one more quick break this morning? Okay, if you have to, yep, I'll hang around. Yeah, 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 beautiful. Uh, Off to a quick break here. We do it all thanks to Robson Civil Projects celebrating its 60th anniversary and also McDonald Jones Homes. By the way, if you're a Parramatta fan or if you're a Sydney Swans fan, 1300 42 15 33. We'd love to hear from you or simply text 0477 736 736. Live from the Central Coast Rugby Grand Finals, this is Saturdays on the Coast on SEN. Robson Civil, with over 60 years of leading civil constructions experience, visit robsoncivilprojects.com.au. BJ Howes Metal Land, the coast's tradies' choice for tools, steel, gas. Visit bjhowes.com.au. You're listening to Saturdays on the Coast. Yeah, welcome back. We're live at Central Coast Stadium. The countdown continues to our first game at 10.30 this morning. The Lakes, they're warming up at the southern end of this magnificent venue. Taking on a Voca. In fact, I would say it's the eighth wonder of the world, Central Coast stadium mm, yeah. uh, really looking forward to this first clash we've seen some of the boys warming up in fact there was a guy that converted from about 45 out just a few moments ago yeah, so them over. should be a fantastic game let's go back to troy luff afl grand final day buttes you were just saying to me off the air you want to ask luffy about well, some of these high profile cats including tommy hawkins at the age of 34 yeah there's some big names here luffy in this side this geelong cat side the swans outside of buddy franklin uh you know that's 
But they you, just seem to be... You mean as a layman. Just like, as a layman, yeah. yeah the, you know, the likes of Tom Hawkins, T- Jeremy Cameron, Gary Rowan. Dangerfield. Uh, Dangerfield. Like the Selwood. guys that, that people know, Joel Selwood. You know, they're familiar names to me, um, not being an AFL fan. But they've got the big guns, no doubt about it. But Swans, they've shown all year that, you know, these guys can step up in the market. And, and good news with Sam Reed being available uh, despite the groin injury that he suffered last week. Yeah, we'll see what happens with that. I'm... Um, I mean, as you know, a groin injury might, you know, it would keep you out for a week. So they, they have named him. Whether he plays or not, we'll find out a little bit later. Um, and some of the names you mentioned, well, firstly, Jeremy Cameron. He's been matched up with Dane Rampey the last couple of times, and Rampey's kept him goalless. One of the few players mm. who's been able to do that. He kicked, he kicked one goal um, in his last game at GWS when Dane Rampey played him. So... That's going to be a big matchup. Tommy Hawkins, um, you know, he'll probably get Paddy McCartan or even Tommy McCartan. The other one to worry about is Tyson Stengel. He's had a fantastic year on the half-forward flank, and he's been able to kick a lot of goals this year. So their forward line is very dangerous. Um, their midfield with Joel Selwood has, has been fantastic with Paddy Dangel. Cam Guthrie has had his best year by far. And then you've got other guys that are actually on the bench, like Ryan Myers. He's another one that just bobs up all the time and, and can kick a goal, but also gets a lot of ball. Um, the Swans, they they might not have the same sort of star lineup, but they've got mm-hmm. players that have improved so much. Chad Warner is one player that, you know, he got a lot of Brownlow votes and he has stepped up, you know, tenfold this year from last year. Um, Ryan Clark, as I mentioned, he may get a tagging Joel on um, Tom Stewart, who who is a, a an attacking defender. Um, the, the Swans forward line is the one that's probably, you know, Lance Franklin's not going to kick five goals. We know that. Um, we need Tom Papley to, to bob up with a couple. Mm-hmm. Isaac Heaney. He, Isaac Heaney hasn't been that great in, in a lot of the pressure games and some of the big games. Um, he's missed some goals that he should kick, so hopefully today he can stand up. You know, Will Haywood, he's, he's good at bobbing up for a couple of goals. So they just need these players to kick a couple each. And, and you know, grand finals, as we know, generally aren't high-scoring affairs. So, you know, every goal is going to count today. Yeah, Luffy, uh, obviously we spoke about the NRL earlier and Michael said that Penrith, they've probably got all the pressure on them. They're expected to win their reigning premiers. In this game, I feel like Geelong, uh, as minor premier, is the best team all year. I feel like all the pressure's on the Cats. And Sydney, if they can settle early and maybe put some scoreboard pressure on, it's going to be absolutely intriguing. Oh, absolutely. I think, you know, the, the Cats, 15 in a row. I mean, the Swans mm. in the cell, they've won nine in a row. So it's, it's a fantastic... Both sides are in fantastic form coming into the game. And Geelong will feel... They'll go in... Geelong will go in confident, but that can also be their downfall, is they could go in overconfident. And, and it's, it might not happen on the day. And the pressure all of a sudden... Geelong might fold. If if Swans let the Cats off the leash, I have no doubt that Geelong will kick away. But if they can maintain the pressure, they definitely will will crack Geelong. And uh, to the Rugby League, I really do hope the Rabbitohs win today. I, I was having a look. They've, they've lost eight of their last nine against Penrith. But I live in Rabbitohs territory. I'm in Waterloo. So I'd love to see the Rab- Rabbitohs Parramatta. Now, Butch, you'd love to see that especially being a Parramatta. Well, I know you played for 18 clubs, but being a Parramatta fan, <laughs> yeah, are. yeah. Uh, we're laughing because we just heard our uh, producer back at headquarters. He's a mad Rabbitohs fan. And uh, what do you want to say to Luffy, Adam? Oh, I love your work. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't put the cart before the horse. 
I actually go up to um, Rabbitohs home ground at Redfern Oval and have a kick of the footy myself because the surface is fantastic. Anyone's allowed on there, even though they train there. And I go up there and have a kick of the footy myself. It's, yeah. you know, it's, you know uh, it's a great, great oval. Yeah, you know why Luffy's doing that? He's hoping that he's spotted the old guy having a kick at Redfern and he lands a kicking, kicking job. Kicking job, yeah, I get it. With the famous South <laughs> City, doing a bit of work with Latrell. The name's Billy, uh, not I've, Silly. I've had, kick, I've had kicking jobs with Manly and I've had kicking jobs with St George. So I've had a couple in the past. Yeah. Hey, Luffy, uh, who gets the Norm Smith? Who's best on ground in the grand final? Oh, well, of course, we're going to have to go midfielders, aren't we? Because generally it is unless someone comes <laughs> up and, kicks, and kicks, kicks eight goals. Look, I think if the Swans win, I honestly think Luke Park is going to have a massive influence on the game. He's a big game player. He, he, he can rack up 25-plus possessions, but his pressure, his tackling, um, and bob up for a goal or two. I think if it's the Cats, I think Paddy Dangerfield, he's desperate yeah. to win a grand final. Desperate. He's been around a long time, played a lot of games, and he'll do whatever he can to win. So, Cats win, Paddy Dangerfield, Swans, Luke Parker. Yeah, awesome, mate. Thank you so much for your time. Uh, we're four hours, 36 minutes, and 18 seconds away from the first and, uh, I've, also, I've also got to quickly mention Nelson Bay. Well done. Premiers last week in the uh, yeah, reserve well done, grade mate. in the Newcastle League. So it's great to see them back. And they should have dropped back a couple of years ago. They were getting flogged week after week. Now they can build back up, get back up to the Premier League. Yeah, and uh, of course, Kalani Valbomas will talk to Corey Shackleton in our second hour. They win for the first time in 15 years, Luffy, their last premiership back in 2007, and they won a and tight I also one against. Beautiful note. This one of the rugby league teams that won last week was their first premiership ever in the league. Was it Tugra? Who, who was it? Uh, Tookley. Tookley Hawks. Tookley, that's it. So I need to start with T. Tookley, first ever premiership. That's fantastic. Yeah, in 55 years, yeah. 20 points to 10 against Erina. They're Luffy. still celebrating up there, mate. Luffy, thank you again, thank you. mate. We, we can't thank you enough. We'll talk to you one more time uh, next week. We'll get a full grand final recap. Uh, thanks again for your time this morning. No worries, guys. Go Swannies. Yeah, the Swannies. Yeah, the great Troy Luff joining us. Uh, played in a grand final himself. In fact, he was one of Sydney's best that day in a losing grand final. This is Saturdays on the Coast on SEM. We do it all thanks to McDonald Jones Homes and our great mates at Robson Civil Projects. By the way, they're mm-hmm. looking for the best of the best. All you've got to do is jump on the Robson Civil Projects webpage, yep. take a look at the employee portal, and your people should t- talk to their people. They're a great it'd company. It'll be a fantastic career. What's it? 60 years. Yeah. 60 years they've been around, and they're still providing the great quality service that they've always done. And they've got bigger and broader in terms of what they're providing. Now. Yeah, third-generation family company and doing huge infrastructure projects right around New South Wales. And they've embraced the SEN family as well. When, mm. I, when I'm in Sydney, I hear Robson Civil Projects right, all, so do I. all the time. Been listening to the boys, Joel and Fletch, uh, Vossi and uh, Brandy in the morning. Yeah. I'm always tuning in. Hey, we're off to the news. Uh, Corey Shackleton is coming up. We'll also talk some hockey. Gosford... They won the Women's Premier League for the first time ever, playing against the Newcastle teams. We'll talk to Sarah Pascoe in our second hour. Back soon, live from the Central Coast Rugby Union Grand Finals at Central Coast Stadium. Robson Civil, with over 60 years of leading civil constructions experience. Visit robsoncivilprojects.com.au BJ Howes Metal Land, the coast's tradies' choice for tools, steel, gas. Visit bjhowes.com.au Welcome to Saturdays on the Coast. 
Yeah, welcome back. We're live at Central Coast Stadium. Beautiful day here in Gosford at the 8th Wonder of the World and the Central Coast Rugby Grand Finals. Bjorn Butes, have a look at number one. On his way down the tunnel for the Lakes, they will face Evoca in the President's Cup. Wow. Jeez. Hey, is Butes, uh, you've got the wrong headset, mate. I'll throw this one on. <laughs> I'll try the other one. Big boy, and yeah. you, know, you wouldn't want to run into him, would you? He no, looks like Willie Offenhand-Gowie. Yeah, I'm hearing you. My goodness. You know what I love he, about He is cement on legs. You know what I love about rugby union? All the different body types. Yes. Like, depending on your position and where you play, uh, it's all relative. And, yeah, it's one of those things that I hope they keep that uniqueness about rugby union. You know, there's you know, a spot for everybody, no matter how big, small, yeah, and, you know, in this game, so it's the Lakes up against Avoca Beach, but you've got to say congratulations to Terrigal as well because they've had two teams in this division, Terrigal Blue and Terrigal White. So, yeah, they could have had one super team, yeah, but put two teams in for the sake of the competition. Also, finals day in Central Coast football, the undefeated Kalani. Uh, they will go up against Terrigal. Mm. So that should be a cracker as well. Terrigal reigning premier, but... Kalani, what a season, virtually unprecedented. I think it was done once, maybe 30 years ago. Brad Porter will join us. Yes, good, okay. Former Mariners, great. He also coaches Camwall. So he... And the great Quaz, is he playing with them? Yeah, well, Quaz, play, Quaz played with Camwall as well. And yeah, yeah. They, they went out in straight sets, but Brad will know both of these teams inside out. So looking forward to his insight a little bit later on today. Corey Shackleton coming up in a few moments' time. But Buttes, we've got another... Parramatta fan, in fact a Parramatta member online on the McDonald Jones Homes open line 1342 1533 1342 1533 Tammy, are you there? Yes, I'm here, how are you Steve? Oh, I'm well, how are you more importantly after last <laughs> night, have you recovered? No, I'm on top of the world <laughs> uh, how good is it, Tammy? Very the Eels getting through to their grand final. 2009 was the last time they got there. 1986. Do you remember back that far, Tammy, uh, where they won their last premiership? There is so much to look forward to in this week. Oh, look, I'm so excited. It's 2009. I was there. I watched it. I was devastated. Last night was just amazing. I'm just buzzing and can't wait. Look, I've got a bit of intel about Tammy. Mm. Now, I know that she's got a special tattoo on her ankle. Can you tell us more, Tammy? <laughs> I have an eel on my foot, and it's got number 11 in its body for Highmarsh. Oh, for Hindy. Yeah, you, you could have put it on your bum, because that was more significant about him. He'd always have his pants down around. You could see his crack every time. He had the plumber's crack. Um, but who, who was a... St- who was the standout last night for you, uh, Tammy? I think Laney was amazing. Guffo, Moses, like what Moses did, giving up the birth of his child to see that, just to see Paramount around the park, like commitment plus. Come on. Yeah, Can't can you can, question, you know. Can you tell us about your love of the footy club? Because I was telling Butes off the air, I've seen footage or photos of you in cyclonic conditions supporting this team <laughs> through thick and thin, but... Where did it all begin for you? Um, I think when I was around three or four. I don't know. I think they're on the TV all the time when I was a little girl in the 80s and the blue and the yellow got me and I've just loved them ever since. And, you know, been a member now for 23 years and just go down every game no matter what. Win, lose, draw, never leave early, never do, just wait and wait. 
and just pray mate. they're going to make a grand final. And guess what? It's here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, well, we had Michael Glassie on earlier who posted on Facebook uh, a little bit about divine intervention and had Parramatta Jesus uh, as his pitcher. Yeah, I remember uh, and, <laughs> and it was one of those things that, you know, I remember him when I was playing, uh, standing on the hill and being a big part of that Parramatta supporter group. And uh, we're certainly going to need plenty of those supporters throughout the... And I dare say there's going to be plenty that come out of the woodwork this week uh, as we head into the grand final. If you had the choice, Tammy... South or Penrith, who do you want to take on in the GF? Well, I have to be honest. I think we can beat Penrith. South, we have trouble with. We struggle with South. So mm. I'd have to pick Penrith, I think. Mm, yeah, I find that interesting. I think the Eels can beat both of them quite... Well, not comfortably. I, won't say I comfortably. do too. I think they can beat both of them on their day. So it's going to be a really interesting. And I'm looking forward to the game tonight. Uh, for me, the Panthers... I hope it goes 95 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> and they bash the crap out of each other. Yeah. And oh, how many suspensions do you want? Definitely. Oh no, so, I'll be happy. No, you've got to think properly. You've got to, you know, let's let's take it on team for team. And you know, I'm sure that I agree with you on their day. Parrot can beat either of them, but you know, they've proven they can get Penrith, and that's a damn good game. So yeah. hey, hopefully, Tammy, we can get South as well. Tammy. You're probably most proud of last night, the fact they're down 20 points to 12, mm. with, ju- with just over 20 remaining. And you think, here we go again for Parramatta. But, yeah, the way they found a way to win. And like Butte said, they lost every single stat in the match last night. But their defensive mm-hmm. effort will go down. It was a defensive effort for the ages, wasn't it, in that last kind of five minutes? Oh, look, I hold my breath. Can't breathe, like stressed as anything. But, you know, you just... Steve-O, come on, score the try, save the try, let's go. You know, it's amazing how fanatical, you know, supporters are. When You, you know, when you play, you, and, you know, even now, like, I'll watch the game and I'm yeah. not, you know, as nowhere near as invested as someone like Tammy is, yeah. right? Like, she should start the Sivo chant, do you think? Sivo, Sivo, Sivo. Is that Steve-O or Sivo? <laughs> <laughs> That's my, they might be chanting Steve-O at yeah. the GF. Hey, hey, Tammy, have you got your tickets for next week? Yes, yes, I've had them for a couple of months. <laughs> yeah. You've already got them. Got That's them how confident she oh, Yeah, I've already got them. That's yeah. how I confident she is. Steve, I love football. No, Steve, you know I love football. We would have gone and watched anybody, but there's always that secret hope and the prey. And, you know, and now I've got them and I don't have to wait for that 10 o'clock. Like, come on, refresh, refresh, refresh. I've got them. You've got them, and you um, can wear your blue and gold proudly, and you can wave those flags, you can put the scarf on, yeah. you can wear the jersey, because they're going to be there, and they're a chance of taking home the premiership. Yeah, they're a massive chance. Uh, like, you know, if they next week... I, I do feel like, I said it to Mick Veller, I feel like the monkey's off their back. Mm. They can just go play now, and let's hope they don't go away on some kind of camp beforehand. Yes, don't go down just, to Wollongong. No, let's do what they did this week. Sleep in your own sleep. bed. Just yep. do your normal. Yep, do your normal and, and game. S- and soak up everything. Enjoy the week. You know what? The one thing I do know about this Parramatta side, and, you know, Reid Marne is leaving. Isaiah Papali is supposedly leaving. But yeah, Corey, it was almost when they made those decisions, those players to leave, it was, it was almost one of those things that galvanised the side together. And we went, you know what? This is our window. This is our chance. Like, I've got to tell you, Without Reed Marnie, they're not the side. And we saw it last year. You know, Ray Stone come in and, yep. you know, did his best. But, you know, without Reed Marnie, 
They were lost. And he set up that try for Regan Campbell-Gillard last night. And you know what? There wasn't much in it. There was a lot of subtlety about what he did. But that's what he offers, and that's what he brings to that side, plus the 50 tackles that he does every each and every game. He oh, dives on that loose ball in the first half from a little kick from uh, Townsend, I think it was. But he just has so much to offer, uh, and that's the key oh, for he him. He does, and he's hey. so young. Canterbury is so lucky. Steve, hey, uh, you're a lucky man, I tell you. Yeah, I am a lucky man. Hey, uh, I'm just distracted, Tammy, because it's like the mafia has walked in. Grant Robson from Robson Civil Projects. It's like uh, Sopranos. Yes, Greg did Ferguson, you see him? the wow. resources manager from Robson Civil Projects and multiple premiership winner in the local competition, Nathan Clark, one of the best uh, front row forwards or lock forwards that the competition has seen or back rowers. I mean, he was versatile. So the versatile, heavy, the big boy. The heavies have come in, haven't they? Yeah. Goodness. What about the... The red carpet that was rolled out for them. <laughs> they are really... well, Tammy, thank you so much for calling in. Good luck to Parramatta. Can't wait to see you next week at the grand final. Um, remember, Steve, our cha- power win. I'm jumping that fence and you're letting me give him that trophy. Hey, hello. <laughs> there it is. I, I thought you were going to go down a road that we kind of didn't want to go down. <laughs> <but> you, <laughs> jump, jumping the fence uh, in the old birthday suit. Uh, Tammy, oh, no, thanks no, so much no, for no, your no, call no, on the open line. Thirteen hundred forty-two, We'll take a quick break here. Corey Shackleton is coming up next. Kalani Vale, Premiers for the first time since 2007. Their coach will join us right after this on Saturdays on the Coast. Robson Civil, with over 60 years of leading civil constructions experience. Visit robsoncivilprojects.com.au. BJ Howes Metal Land, the coast's tradies' choice for tools, steel, gas. Visit bjhowes.com.au. You're listening to Saturdays on the Coast. Yeah, we're live at Central Coast Stadium. Central Coast Rugby Grand Finals about to get underway. The Lakes at the southern end of the arena up against Avoca in their traditional green colours. It's building, Steve, isn't it? Yeah, this should be a cracking game. And, uh, of course, the main game later on today, Terrigal up against the Razorbacks. Uh, a real blockbuster. I'm off to the National Rugby League, of course, Buttes, but I'd love to watch this main game later mm. on today. I'm, uh, a, I'm actually heading down to Sydney myself. My son's playing... Uh, in his grand final today, takes on St. George. Uh, the Jets taking on St. George, 12 o'clock kickoff. So I'll be straight on the freeway down to Valentine Park, home of New South Wales football. So good luck to Mackay. Yeah, what age group you? He's 15. In the 15s, he's had a really good year. Really impressive. And then he heads up to Coffs Harbour on Sunday for the national championships, under 15 national championships. So he's a. Yeah, he's doing very, very well. I mean, I'm very proud of him. Yeah, unreal. Hey, we uh, heard that this guy's running short on time, so let's get straight to him. 18 past 10, Premiership winning coach. I'm rising for a standing ovation. Corey Shackleton from the Kalani Val Bombers. You snap a 15-year drought. Well done, mate. And I know it's been a wild week of celebrations. Yeah, thanks, guys. Um, it definitely has been a, a big week of celebrations. And, um, yeah, like you said, 15 years, so we've probably got a a few years worth of celebrations to catch up on. What was the key, Shaq, to the performance? Um, well, it was, it was a real arm wrestle. I mean, the game could have went either way, to be honest. At halftime, we were down by nine points. We probably, Terrigal were dominating a little bit around the contest and we were probably a little bit panicky. We were just kicking long and, and really letting their halfback dominate and chop everything off. We just weren't getting good entries to our forwards, who we thought one-on-one were probably enough to get a winning score. So we just really tried to reinforce that we had to, you know, get first use of the ball and start to lower our eyes a little bit, just control possession and then get some nice long direct entries in that, you know, inside our forward 50 so we can get some of our big guns more one-on-one in the contest and then that 
the premiership quarter, I suppose, as they say, it proved to be the difference. You know, we kicked six goals and you know, Trent mm. Dubs kicked four and you know had a, had a real moment, which was fantastic. Yeah, so that third quarter, six goals, 238 to two goals, 113. You blow them out of the water. And you mentioned about Stubbs. When I caught up with you on Sunday, you said he's probably, apart from the McVeigh brothers, the most highly credentialed player of all time at Kalani Vale. Tell us more about his illustrious career and also tell us what he said to you at halftime. Yeah, well, well, Trent, he's kind of, he's 30 now, but he's mates with one of the other players, Aaron Duncan, and he started as a Hawthorne scholarship player. As a kid, went through the scholarship program at Hawthorne and ended up getting drafted with Collingwood. Uh, and he played a couple of years with Collingwood, but just didn't crack the AFL, played in their VFL side, played some good footy there. Then he got delisted. He came back home as a Sydney boy. He played three years with the East Coast Eagles you know, in the NEFL. He won three best and fairest, and, you know, team of the team of the year and those kind of honours with East Coast. And then from there, he went over and played a season or two in the Sandful in South Australia. And then he went and played a season or two in Southport up in Queensland in the NEFL as well. And then I think after that, he, he moved back to Sydney. He plays a bit of cricket as well. And he just, you know, that, that much footy and his body was getting a bit tired. And, you know, his career had taken off a bit with work. And he just thought he wasn't going to, didn't have the time to put into that level of footy anymore. So we started chipping away on him and saying, mate, listen, you play for Carnival, it's, um There's no pressure. You know, it's just a bit of fun. And have a kick with some of your mates. Uh, and he knew a few of the boys at the club. And, yeah, so he, he agreed to, to come and play with us for the year, which was fantastic. And, um, yeah, it just gives us that class up forward. Um, and so the, the half-time chat, yeah, I mean, chatting with him at half-time, like I said, we were we were just getting caught on that half-forward line. He was playing a bit higher. He was playing half-forward for us. And they were, all our entries were getting cut off. Uh, Jay Sandam and Kurt Fleming and Corbett Bond, some of their you know, kind of high rollers were just were killing us across there. And he came and said to me, hey, listen, I... Um, me and Rooster are gonna. I'm gonna start playing a bit deeper. I just want to get get some one on ones and, and just get a bit more of my hands on the footy because he said to me, "We ain't gonna lose this. There's no way." Because he's lost about four or five grand finals. He's never won hmm. one. So he had this look in his eye, and when he said that to me, I thought, "All right, we won't. Uh, we won't make any changes with you just yet. We'll see how it goes for five minutes, and then, yeah, within five minutes he kicked a goal, and then within ten minutes he kicked four. So <laughs> it was a, he turned it on its head. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, there's a guy that I'd like to mention this morning because. I had the pleasure of coaching him when he was a young man and then he went away and he had a fantastic career and he must have been so close. I know he he had some in-depth discussions with St Kilda, but Rick White, uh, just a sensation. Well, he's a club legend now at Kalani Vale and he told me on Sunday that he's played his last game for the club and he actually said there were some tears after the game winning a premiership for the second time here. Oh, yeah, Rick, Rick White's a... Absolute gem. Uh, like you said, he's a, he's a class footballer. He's a, a pure athlete. Uh, and yeah, I haven't had the discussion with him about whether he's playing next year. I think there's a there's a small clause in my contract that says if Rick White doesn't play, I'm not going to coach. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, he uh, he was there was a few tears himself. You know, Josh Misford, a few of the clan of our boys that have just battled on for so long. You know, was so relieved. But for Rick, yeah, he. He was the only player that had won a first-grade premiership before last weekend. Um, and, you know, now there's a whole bunch of them. So that was special. But, yeah, Rick puts his heart and soul into his footy. And he, uh, he's a pretty unassuming guy. But when he gets on the field, he, he's just a phenomenal player. And he's probably the greatest bomber that's, that's ever graced the field for us. Mm, it's a big call. Big call, um, Shaq. But you'd know and um, obviously appreciate what he's done for the club. Uh, mate, just, you know, you touched on if Rick's not there next year, then you're not coaching. But... You know, do you start planning for season 2023 and, and what does that look like? 
Yeah, I guess unfortunately or fortunately, we, we already you already start those discussions. You kind of want to enjoy the moment and you know enjoy what 2022 was. But just football being football, you start to think, well, who's playing and who's not, and what does 2023 look like? And um, yeah, luckily, yeah, there's there's guys like Rick and probably Damien Hector and Trent Stubbs that we'll look at about whether they play football again. Um, not because we don't want them to, but just you know where they're at with their lives. But everyone else is recommitted and they're, and they're they're good to go. So. Um, yeah, discussions have already started about you know what does the coaching structure look like and, and what changes next year, and then you know we'll start pre-season in I don't know probably around mid-November and we'll start flogging them again. But we've probably got two or three weeks where we just want to enjoy what we've achieved and yeah, because it all and just one of the, becomes fast. And one of those, Corey, is this afternoon. You've got uh, on the giant screen down there at your magnificent clubhouse. You're showing the AFL Grand Final, and everyone's welcome. Yeah, that's right. Bit of a tradition. We we you know host the AFL Grand Final at, at Adelaide Street and just try and get as many AFL you know like-minded people down there. And you know we have a big Calcutta auction for the Norm Smith medalists and first goal kickers. And yeah, it's, everyone can come down and just I guess just hang out with people that love their footy and we have it on the big screen. And yeah, it'll have be it on a, the big screen. Big and there's a bar open. There's a bar open oh, there. there is a bar open. Oh, the, beautiful Gage Roads. Gage Roads. How good is that? Yeah, they should be yeah, sponsors of Saturdays on the Coast because mm. oh, I love their brew. They're from WA. Hey, Shaq, one of the key areas of your coaching, in my opinion, is just the way that you've gone about changing the culture at Kalani Vale Bombers. Now, as a former player yourself, as a an absolute star in the competition, a representative player, that's probably been priority number one, is the way that you've changed the culture and the type of players that you want at your club. Yeah, well, it's been priority one, two and three. Like, you know, the journey was all about getting the culture right and those behaviours and, and the fundamentals in the terms of the way we all want to be on the same page and have a common goal. And, uh, you know, we've got some trademarks and things that we wanted to, you know, attach ourselves to. And we knew that if we got people that bought into that and everyone started to believe and just play a role, you know, we had 22 players or in the end, you know, 35 players, I guess, that knew their role and what they had to do, then some of that top-end talent like the Stubbs and the Whites, uh, the Misfords, should do their thing. You know, they're not trying to carry everyone across the field. So um, that's kind of what we've created. And, you know, I guess we've got to continue to build. But like you said, culture's been absolute king for us and it's been the main focus for the last four years yeah well said uh buttes i should just tell you it got very close i was mm. watching i was at uh, the new Allianz stadium prior to the rabbitos versus cronulla and i was watching the, the live stream <clears throat> and it got back to seven points so there were some nervous moments for Corey shackleton and in the end this is really interesting terrigal evoca credit to them as well like you know you're not just going to roll over when no. you've had the success that they've had and yeah, they got close toward the end. In the end, they have more scoring shots. Eight goals, 10-58 to 11-5-71. But Kalani Vale... Kick straighter. Yeah, and yep. off to the promised land and thoroughly deserved the grand final win. You've got to kick between the two big sticks, mate. That's how it rolls. Best team all year. Pretty simple. Uh, Shaq, I do want to touch on, mate, that you, Steve touched on the fact that uh, the AFL grand final today to be on at Adelaide Street Oval uh, in relation to being able to watch it there on the big screen. How do you see it playing out, mate? The Swans taking on the Cats. Yeah, I, I think it's going to be a great battle, actually. I mean, I think Geelong are deservedly favourites. Uh, they've been good all year. They control the football and the game so well. Sydney play a really good brand of footy at the moment, and they've got some, some great momentum and belief. So it's kind of a real finals type of football they play. So I think if the Swans are in it, 
you know, at half time, you feel like you're getting pretty nervous as a Geelong fan. But if Geelong can settle early and just get control of the match, they might get enough of a lead that they can control the game. But um, the beauty about grand finals isn't it? In whatever code you play, it's, yep. it's a bit of a leveller. It's anyone's game. Yeah, going to be a cracker. Hey, Shaq, I've got one more question, but first I just want to set the scene here. So we've had a lot of people leaving the grandstands, and this is beautiful, Buttes. We've got a a guard of honour here involving a lot of friends and family before the President's Cup run out here at Central Coast Stadium this morning. So it looks like anyone who wants to go on the field and form this guard of honour... Yeah, you've got the Leach United team. They're going to... I'm hoping they're coming out first, because if they don't then uh, Avoga going to be running between Yeah, we, we might get our technician, uh, Josh, to go film this. Uh, yeah. Looks fantastic and a really nice concept before this first grand final. Uh, Shaq, just one more question from me this morning, and I can't congratulate you enough, mate, on what you've achieved this year, but sometimes it's really surreal on what's achieved. Is there a moment in last week's grand final that will stick with you forever? Maybe just a small one percenter that somebody did on the day that you feel got you over the line? Um, yeah, it's hard to say whether there was an individual moment. I mean, the siren going is a moment that'll, that'll stick with me forever. Um, probably the halftime. Like, I went into halftime nine points down and, and thinking, you know, how do, we, how do we get the boys up? They looked a bit flat. Uh, I think everyone was a bit, you know, this is going to be tough, given how good terrible were. And just looking at the guy, you just... Everyone as a group before we ran out and looked at the look in their eyes. It just there was some faces in there and there was this belief. And I, I just remember coming out after I went, left the boys and walking out and thinking, they can do this, you know. And, it, and just their the look in their face, they just had so much determination. That was that stuck in my mind a lot. Um, but yeah, there was a goal that Luke Flack kicked you know, in the in the third quarter. Uh, he was out on the boundary and he just iced it, and it was um, that was pretty special from a young kid. You know, he's only 18. Uh, high pressure and it was that was pretty special and that probably made me think mate well, we've got this we're on uh, so yeah this is our day so, well so congratulations good, good kicking is good football yeah congratulations mate uh, standing ovation for you from all of us and uh, we can't thank you enough too for being so generous with your time throughout this year yep. congratulations on winning the flag for the first time in 15 years thanks guys Corey Shackleton joining us. We'll uh, head off to the news. Back with Brad Porter to talk about the Central Coast Football Grand Finals. We're about to get kickoff here. As we get underway, we've got Avoca about to kick off to Lakes United. President's Cup. Bring it on, Steve. Yeah, Avoca running toward the northern end of Central Coast Stadium. Lakes with the first opportunity. And a good hit. Oh, heavy collision Uh here on Grand Final Day. And this is the first... And, uh, First of four games today. Plenty yeah. of action. Hey, if you've got nothing on today on this Saturday, come down and watch some awesome rugby action. This is Saturdays on the Coast on SEN. Robson Civil. With over 60 years of leading civil constructions experience, visit robsoncivilprojects.com.au. BJ Howes Metal Land. The Coast's tradies' choice for tools, steel, gas. Visit bjhowes.com.au. You're listening to Saturdays on the Coast. <laughs> Yeah, welcome back. We're live at Central Coast Stadium. Butes, have we got the first try? We've got the first try to evoke a number 14. I don't know what his name is, Steve. You might be able to work it out, but it's irrelevant. <laughs> He's the winger out there, number 14 for Evoca. Well set up. They uh, they look good early, the Evoca team. My goodness. Creating opportunities on the left-hand side, then scoring over in the right-hand corner. Yeah, well, according to according to the program, 14 is Justin Douglas, yeah. and I see 15 is John O'Hurst, who's, he's had a sensational career 
in Central Coast rugby. Probably won numerous premierships at the highest level. <clears throat> and, yeah, cracking start to this President's Cup. I'll tell you what else is on today. Uh, just down the road at Plume Park, it's the Central Coast Football Grand Finals. Kalani, what a season they've had. Undefeated so far this year and looking to clean sweep the competition. They'll take on Terrigal, reigning Premier. Joining us is a man who's seen both teams in the last fortnight. I'm going up again, Buttes. This is another standing ovation. He's one of my all-time favourite Mariners. A little unlucky in terms of injuries. But Brad Porter, good morning, mate. Welcome to Saturdays on the Coast. Okay, Brad Porter has just cut out Buttes. That's so okay. we'll try to get him back Ooh. on the line ASAP. The kick just hit the upright, Steve. And did it bounce in or out? Out. Out. No goal. Okay, so... 5 nil. Five points to nil. Avoca leading in this President's Cup. The main game later on today is Terrigal, reigning Premier, up against the Razorbacks. So both of those clubs have had great success over the years. As you said earlier, though, Buttes... Terrigal will go in as slight favourites. Yeah, I think so. They've uh, had a very, very good season, the Trojans. And uh, as a club, they've had a great year. Um, well, club of, the year, club of the year. There you go. I didn't so, even know that. 23-13 to 13 was the major semi against Avoca. And then the Razorbacks defeated Avoca last week, 32-24. Here's a chance boop. for the Lakes. You know, Butes, this is why I love this level yes. of rugby. Like, it will be end-to-end action in every one of these Correct. games. Correct. It might be a little bit scrappier and sloppier, but it's okay. I like the fact that it goes from end-to-end. And you get the big fella in there. Look at him. The big number one. Yeah. The keg on legs. Look at him go. <laughs> Absolutely. Hey, I mentioned about Kalani up against Terrigal in the men's game. In the women's, it's all the peninsula. So you minor who won the major semi-final. They will take on Southern and Edelong. Mm. By the way, Southern and Edelong, last week, I reckon I saw one of the best goals I've ever seen in Central Coast football. Girl called Letitia McCormack. Yep. Deep in stoppage time, she has just buried one in the top right-hand corner. And it deserved to go global. It was that, was that good. Oh, so good, Buttes. Wow. Oh, wow, wow. What about Terrigal? Like they've got the women's 10s. They take on a Voca. That's going to be an absolute cracker. Ange Jones, I think he's playing today, Steve. You'll be happy to know. Yeah, I think a Voca will start favourites in that. I, I think, think they may have right. won the major semi. I think you're right. And then uh, then the Lakes in the Premier 2, the Lakes take on Terrigal again. Terrigal, Terrigal, Terrigal. Yeah. Unbelievable. What a club hey, they are. Butes, uh, while we've got a moment with Brad Porter with his line dropping out, give us your preview of Rabbitohs v Penrith tonight? Well, you know, what a game it's going to be. Look, you know, obviously Penrith, um, they've only played, well, most of their players have only played, what, once in four weeks. This will be their second game in four weeks. So um, I think it's going to be good for them, to be honest with you. You've got to think about the Rabbitohs. The Rabbitohs have had three really big games over the past three weeks. They had the Roosters, round 25, they had the Roosters again in the first week of the finals. And last week, who'd they have last week? Cronulla. Cronulla. Right? So, again, you know, they've had to get themselves up each and every time. And, you know, they've they've done it and they've done it well. But this Penrith side, my goodness, they are so well coached. That, that I think, Steve, I heard a stat the other day. Since 2020... They've won something like 65 out of 76 games. Like, it's just mm. a phenomenal record. They have been so dominant over the last three years. Probably more dominant than any team in the past three years. 
probably in the last 20 years in terms of the history of the game and, yeah. and that dominance as a team. Um, and, and, you know, the calibre of player they got, Cleary, uh, Isaiah Yo, Luai, you know, uh, To'o, you got Fisher-Harris, who is in outstanding form. Um, they, just across the park, uh, and Appy Coruscant, who, you know, everything comes on the back of what he's doing. Yeah, and not just in first grade buttes. So yes. they'll play in the New South Wales Cup Grand Final uh, against the Bulldogs, against Canterbury-Bankstown, that game being played tomorrow at Combank Stadium. Yeah. So, so right throughout their football club, and, you know, this was all part of the five-year plan, wasn't it, when Gus Gould went there? Uh, not which, sure. you know, which took eight years or whatever it was, but nevertheless. It's Put the systems in place. Correct, and this is what, you know, Bulldogs fans can look forward to, that you've got a man like... Gus Gould, who is at their club right now. And now Cameron Serraldo. And he's starting to establish and put in place the same principles. Like, he's not about to reinvent the wheel at the Bulldogs, right? He's got the formula. He knows what works. He's just got to implement it and and get that buy-in from the club, which I have no doubt he will, and the playing group to ensure, and the coaching staff, and, you know, obviously having Cameron Serraldo and working with him at Penrith previously – it's certainly going to help. But tonight's game, you know, you look at Latrell Mitchell, Cody Walker. Um, they are the keys for... Cameron Murray. Cameron Murray is going to be a key. Yep. And, yeah. and Damien Cook, getting yeah. out from Damien. They've got some massive outs, though, Butte. So I, I just noticed uh, Alex Johnston. Yeah, that's a big loss. And and Saliba Havili, who's been huge in the middle for them. He has been good. But I've got to tell you, Alex Johnston, 30 tries. The only player in the history of the game to score 30 tries in two consecutive seasons. That is a big loss. And don't get me wrong, Steve. A lot of the tries that he scores, I would suggest that 50% of his tries, he scores untouched. Yeah. Right? So, But he makes himself available. He's got that speed. He's got that elusiveness. And he puts himself in the right position each and every time. He is a big loss. And you know what I do like about him? And that's probably something that's underrated, is his defensive ability. Right? He... He's a very good reader in defence. He's, you know, solid under the high ball. He just puts himself in the right position and he works very hard defensively. Yeah. Um, a very underrated player when it comes to defence because he, he's so dominant with I the ball. S- I saw the odds last night. Joel Kane from SEN uh, does the odds on the footy and Rabbitohs are rank outsiders in yeah. this one. Yep. Yeah. And I think justifiably so. Okay. Give us a number. Give us a score. Uh, I think I-, I would suggest... I'm going to say Penrith by 10 plus. Yeah, right? you're going to hear the can boo. Yeah, There's yeah, going to be know, boos yeah. coming from back, Staple, back at headquarters. Staples won't be happy, and I understand <laughs> that, but I honestly believe I think Penrith will be too dominant. Um, I think South, look, I hope they keep the momentum going. And Latrell has proven that, you know, he, he said that, you know, either you either like me or you hate me, but you're still going to watch me. And I like that uh, confidence about him. And the fact that he understands his value for that team right now. And he needs to really perform tonight and probably have the biggest game of his career. Yeah, we've just seen a penalty goal to the Evoca side. This is in the President's Cup. So they now lead eight, eight points to nil against the Lakes with just over 19 minutes remaining in this opening half. We'll take a break here back in a moment at Saturdays on the Coast. Next up, we'll be talking some hockey. Mm. Can you believe this is a great story? Gosford City have won the Women's Premier League for the first time in their history. And then we've also possibly got the NARC, a.k.a. Bluey, 
Yeah. Another Parramatta supporter. <laughs> Long-suffering oh, Parramatta yeah. supporter. This is Saturdays on the Coast on SEN. Robson Civil. With over 60 years of leading civil constructions experience, visit robsoncivilprojects.com.au. BJ Howes Metal Land. The Coast's tradies' choice for tools, steel, gas. Visit bjhowes.com.au. You're listening to Saturdays on the Coast. Yeah, welcome back. We're live at Central Coast Stadium for the Rugby Grand Finals and a vocal leading at the moment. In fact, Butes, they've got another penalty from directly in front, so a chance to go 11-0 up against the Lakes with 15 minutes remaining in this opening half. Yeah, they blew a chance down the left-hand side here. The centre was running down and basically had to draw the fullback and pass to the winger who was unmanned. He would have gone in untouched, but... uh, he saw something that I didn't see and decided to get tackled. <laughs> anyway, that's okay. We live and we learn. And uh, now they uh, have a kick from 20 metres out directly in front. Penalty to the Evoca side. This will take them to an 11-0 lead over the Lakes. And they have actually dominated so far. Lakes are probably making a few simple errors. In fact, they had a chance to kick the ball out uh, from a penalty. Uh, and he failed to find touch. So they're the sort of errors that are sort of coach killers, I guess, for... Hey. Lakes United. Hey, by the way, we've got a issue with our phone at the moment on mm. SEN, so we might send Josh in search of Larry Thompson. We'd love to have him on the show. I think he's in the box next door, and we'll get a preview on that first grade game coming up later on. Butes, I mentioned about Sarah Pascoe. We were hoping she'd join us around this time. So from Gosford, <laughs> the Premier League hockey side, I love these stories. Mm-hmm. Like, I really do. So for the first time in their history, they win the Premier League against the Newcastle team Tigers. They lead 3-0. Yep. In the end, it finishes as an absolute nail-biter, 3-2. But last night, talking to Sarah, some of the players in their team, they're as young as 15. Wow. Their, their centre-back is a 15-year-old, but then they've got Jackie McRae, who played for Australia. She's in her 30s with three kids, and runs marathons in a part-time, and she's passed on so much knowledge and skill to all of these young players. In fact, another one of the players, Kylie Kingsley, she said she used to change the nappies of some of the girls that are in her team now. So, you know, what what a great story it is. Uh, Their coach, Gav Drennan, gets the job done. Uh, The player of the match, Ella Carr. Now, we've known her brothers through the Danica Clark Foundation. Mm Mm-hmm. Lane Carr's been a scholarship holder and Ella, just a superb player and maybe on her way to doing something special at the highest level in years to come. It's a shame we haven't got the opportunity and, uh, you know, our network is down because it'd be great to hear about that story because, you know, it's been a while. How long has it been, Steve, since they've won a premiership? Well, they haven't won at all. They haven't won at all. First time in their they've, history. They've done the, they've done a Twickley Hawks. Yeah, and the men have been a juggernaut, and yep. they went down in the final seconds after they were leading as well. Mm. So congratulations to their club, and uh, we couldn't be more prouder of what you guys have achieved. Larry Thompson has joined us OAM, so he's the greatest administrator in Australian sport. I think he, he might have to duck away because there could be a penalty goal here for the Lakes. So they could reduce the margin to 11-3 with 12 minutes remaining. And he struck that beautifully. Straight so over the black dot. Larry, do you have to go next door and announce it? No, that's right. It's but the, the lakes are on the board. It's all good, all good. Uh, Larry, great to see you, mate. And thanks, thanks again. We loved doing the major semis a few weeks ago. And it's a pleasure to be here at Grand Final Day. And it must fill your heart with joy what you're seeing. Yeah, I mean, it is great. I mean, it's a great atmosphere. Um, 
here today. I mean, obviously, it's, it's good for the players to play on a stadium like this. I mean, the last three weeks have been at Warwick, which is good, but I think just playing at the stadium on a top surface, and um, I think the players really do appreciate it. So, yeah, it's a good day. I mean, it's been a tough old year, to be honest, because... Um, because of the rain, and hopefully it'll bloody stay away today. I mean, anyway, no, it's, but, uh, it's too late now, mate. You, <laughs> you won't be calling anything off now. No, no, no. But uh, we, we got through the season, and in fact, every Premier One round was played, which is good. Some of the lower grades got to be called off, but um, yeah. So it's good to get here, and it's a great day. Hey, Larry, could you give us a preview of the main game later on today? Three fifteen kickoff, and two clubs that have tasted success. Razorbacks, uh, they've been premiers, and. Terrigal Trojans, they'll go in as favourites, of course. Yeah, Terrigal be, be favourites. I mean, they've, I think they've been in every grand final for the last five years, and they are the current premiers from two years ago, and they are the minor premiers. But Razorbacks are really, they've, they've got better and better as, as the final series have gone on. I know they're playing for a few players, a bit, with a fair few knocks and bruises, but, um, but I'll forget about them today. But uh, I, I reckon it's a real hard game to pick this one. I, I just think, um, I think the, uh, the Terrigal will be favourites, but. But a result either way wouldn't surprise. And, and through the week we had the awards. So their fly half, Adam Dankert, is named Player of the Year. Tell us more about him and tell us about some of the other key matchups today. Yeah, well, Adam Dankert, I mean, he got the Sid Noble Medal, which is the Player of the Year. He got the Rep Player of the Year. He got the Referees Player of the Year. And he got the highest point scorer. I mean, he, he, and he's the country, he's in the New South Wales country. He's the fly half in the country team. So he's a linchpin. I think he's so important this afternoon because he, 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 his kicking game, kicking to the corners and just putting the terrible team on the go forward, he's important. Um, I think people like um, Sam Kenny, the captain for, oh, for Terrigal, one of the, uh, the flanker, he's important. But, um, but the Razorbacks have got a very experienced forward pack led by prop Brett Cunningham, who's who's old as the hills, but he's, he's still going around. And Rob Peden at number eight, he's, he's an inspiration, um, ins- inspiration, yeah. Larry, I want to touch on the fact that the women's tens, they play prior to the, the big game, yep. which is fantastic. Uh, Avoca Beach taking on Terrigal. Uh, Avoca getting the job done a couple of weeks ago against Terrigal. And uh, how do you see this one playing out? Oh, it'll be a crack of a game. <laughs> These two teams have been the form teams in this competition yep. all year, and they're the best two teams. And, yeah, I... <laughs> I mean, I think the Avoca will be Avoca will be uh, the favourites for that, based on the result two weeks ago. But um, yeah, I mean, the Terrigal girls were the minor premiers. Um, yeah. So yeah, but I just think Avoca will be favoured just because of that result two weeks ago. Um, but it'll be a great game of footy. I mean, but those two teams. They deserve to be in the grand final. They've been the best two teams all year. Yeah, a bit of laughter just a moment ago. Paint the scene, Buttes. What's just happened? Well, it appears that Mario Brothers have rocked up. Luigi, what's it, Luigi and what's the other one? Well, there's about 20 of them. The one in Mario and Luigi. Yeah, they've all been dressed up. Um, I'm not sure. Where, where are these guys from? Larry, do you know? I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have a clue. No. <laughs> it looks like they've got a big day out, though. and they're, uh... There's a few carry-on boys sitting amongst them, so I don't know what they're here for. But anyway, so... Um... <laughs> Yeah, no, it look, looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. What sort of numbers are you expecting out here today, Larry? There, there appears to be a pretty good crowd here already. I reckon there's probably five, 600 people here already. Well, I reckon we'll get two or 3,000. They'll rock in for the, the, the women's and the main yep. game. Um, uh, obviously, there's no Razorback people here yet, and there's not many Terrigal people, but they will... They will come in they, numbers. They will come in numbers, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. of yeah. course, with them playing in the uh, Premier 2, which kicks off at 12.15. Yeah. They take on the Lakes, so the Lakes have got two teams in the uh, the finals. Um, Great club, the Lakes. And, and Larry, we noticed during the week, um, now this is something 
it must be enormous pride for you, but your daughter received a special accolade and, yeah, she could probably win it nearly every year because of her services to not just rugby but sport in general on the coast. Oh, I mean, she's a great administrator. She's, um, she, she's, she's been... I mean, she should have won the Terry Woodward Award, which is the Services to Rugby Award. She could have won it several times. She's been involved in Central Coast Rugby. She's only young. She's only 40. And um, she's been involved in Central Coast Rugby for 20 years. But... Um, and, and so much so, they've actually named the Women's Player of the Year after her as well. So it was a funny old night. She was, she gives out, give, gave out the Women's Player of the Year, the Kate Thompson Medal, and gets a major award herself. But uh, she's recognised across New South Wales country. I know there's actually people from Rugby Australia consult her about the old Explorer, which is the app they put the teams in. And um, yeah, it's good to see. I'm, I'm glad I'm stepping away and she can take over. Yeah, yeah. So that's good. And yeah. just like you, incredibly humble. Yeah, she is. Yeah, very unassuming, and she deals with these blokes. I mean, she's she deals with some of the clubs whinge a bit about a few things, <laughs> but um, no, Larry, uh, you're kidding me. Yeah, but, no, but she seems to handle them better than I ever did because I just get cranky. But um, <laughs> she just goes and just, just explains things, and then they, they get, oh, she gets her way all the time. But um, yeah, no, she's a very good administrator. Yeah, thanks again, Larry. Uh, it's been a pleasure watching Central Coast Rugby this year, and it's a shame. Well, I'm looking forward to going to the Rabbitohs versus Penrith, but I'd love to be here to see the main game this afternoon. I think it'll be an absolute cracker. Larry Thompson, OAM, thank no, you again. No, thanks, thanks, Larry. Thanks Good for on your you, support. Buddy. Thanks for your support of rugby. Uh, thanks. Good, appreciate it. Thank you. Good luck today, mate. I hope it's a great day. Thank you. So, time to wrap the show. Uh, we just want to say thanks to Josh Kine, our uh, technician extraordinaire, for uh, a superb job as always. Adam back at headquarters. Now, I know you rank outsiders, the Rabbitohs, but boy, you know, last week a big win against Cronulla. How are you feeling ahead of tonight's game, and do you think they can cause a massive upset? Well, of course, guys, I'm, I'm nervous, but last year everyone wrote South off. They said they wouldn't make the grand final, and they did. Mm. So I think they're going to they're gonna win tonight, and it's going to be Parramatta South. Can I ask you, at Staples, would yes. you happen to have it on standby at all, the song? Glory. Of course he does. Of course he does. Well played, my friend. That was impromptu. There was nothing organised there. Yeah. But he had it ready to go. I reckon it's probably his... It's his ringtone ring on, on his phone. Exactly glory, glory, right. Guys. Hey, we do have to go. There might be a try here to evoke it in the President's Cup. Uh, thanks to Adam back at headquarters. Thanks to all of our guests. Sorry we couldn't get to a couple because of just a small technical problem. We'll catch you next week on Saturdays on the coast.